we're going to learn about a happy place that is a window into a tiny, tiny world. Katinka Deneen has spent hours and hours with this place over her lifetime, and as you'll hear, she's made a big decision about its future. My earliest memory of my great-grandmother's doll's house in the mid-1970s is its smell, a mixture of cedar and naphthalene. As I was held up to gently press my face against the door frame to look, but not touch, the already 100-year-old heirloom. A tiny brass plaque engraved Olive House sits above the front door. Its brass doorknob is smaller than a pea. Peering into the miniature, magical world of Olive House is not only my happiest childhood memory, but something I'll still do now after I gently dust it in my own home more than 50 years later. When I peer inside Olive House today, my acute sense of smell transports me straight back to my grandmother's plush living room. Its evocative scent just brims with nostalgia. This is my happy place. Right away, I'm five years old again, enthralled in the tiny antique world of my great-grandmother's life. No visit to Nan Nan's was complete without a look inside the doll's house which was often followed by a sewing lesson as I stitched my own little soft furnishings for my doll's house into my early teens. In my 20s, as a backpacker, I sought out antique doll's houses in London museums and sent postcards of them home to Nan Nan. I'm the fourth generation custodian of Olive House, which was my late grandmother's most treasured and most fragile possession. Built for my great-grandmother by her father in London in the late 1880s from a repurposed mantelpiece bookshelf that he castellated, glazed and wired with tiny light globes, Olive House is furnished with miniature Persian rugs, carved ivory chairs and filigree metal lace furniture with curtains hand-sewn by my great-great-grandmother. The tiny drawers of the dressing tables contain hand-stitched clothes to fit Olive House's porcelain doll inhabitants who are no bigger than my index finger. A carved bust of Queen Victoria sits atop a cedar pedestal. As a child, I always thought she looked very stern. Mini wax candles sit in the candelabra, never to be lit. My grandmother's often repeated provenance story of the doll's house is that my great-great-grandfather had been the electrical superintendent at the London GPO. So, as an electrical engineer, he was able to install the tiny light globes which bring the house to life with a soft glow. In 1905, Olive married my great-grandfather Stanley and the newlyweds moved from London to Newcastle, New South Wales. Olive's parents shipped the treasured childhood possession to her in Australia when her own daughters were born. The doll's house was inherited by my grandmother in 1965. It sat on the very same shelf for almost 50 years until I became its custodian, together with Nan Nan's handwritten notes about it. I don't have children, so I've been awake in the early hours pondering what will become of this carefully stored but ageing, fragile heirloom. 
the weight of the responsibility for the little wooden house has been impressed upon me my whole life. Now, without my grandmother, it feels like the right time to pass Olive House on to her own forever home. Its next custodian will be a respected regional museum whose curator is excited about welcoming it into the decorative arts collection. I like to think my grandmother and great-grandmother would be happy with that. The fragile silk curtains and the little brass door hinges of Olive House are in need of conservation, so future generations of little faces can peer into, but not touch, the happy place that is its magical mothballed interior. Katinka Deneen with her story about her grandmother's dollhouse. It was produced by Michelle Weeks with sound engineering by Carrie Dell. Our theme for Life in 500 Words is My Happy Place, and we want to hear about yours. Is there somewhere you go, either in your mind or in person, that helps you feel good? Tell us about what or where that is and why in 500 words or less, record it into your phone and email it to us at at lifematters at abc.net.au. Getting in touch with ABCRN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.